0: To NASA Talks. I'm your host, Noelle Lane. In recognition of Women's History Month, this episode we're focusing on women's financial independence. Today I am joined by West Virginia Deputy Securities Commissioner and NASA President elect Lisa Hopkins, Montana Deputy Securities Commissioner and Chair of NASA's Investor Education Section Lynn Egan. And Georgia Securities Director Nuala Zaharis, Lisa, please tell us why the celebration this year is so important. Sure. And
1: first of all, I want to say thank you for the opportunity to talk about and participate in this celebration. There is currently a lot of attention being given to women's issues, as there should be. As a working woman and mother of two young women, I think it's important to remember the progress women have made and to examine where we are today. I couldn't possibly do justice to all the efforts made and courage exhibited by so many brave and dedicated women that led us to where we are today. But I'll attempt briefly to give an overview of what we celebrate. The women's suffrage movement started more than 200 years ago, culminating in congressional passage of the 19th amendment in 1919 and its ratification in August of 1920. In November of 1920, more than 8 million women in this country voted for the first time. Today, women hold nearly one quarter of the seats in Congress. And I'm proud to say this group includes my home state of West Virginia's Senator, Shelley Moore Capito. Within NASA, Approximately half of the state securities commissioners are also women. While there is obviously still progress to be made, these statistics of past and current accomplishments highlight the possibilities for achievement in the future.
0: Thank you so much, Lisa. Lynn, can you please walk me through why you all decided to release the financial empowerment for women toolkit this year? Well, first off, 2020 is the 100th anniversary
2: of women's suffrage. And we thought um, that women were an underserved uh, population regarding financial literacy and investor education. So the perfect time, the year of suffrage, the year that women are getting more empowered in this time
0: financially. And what kind of information is in this toolkit?
2: Well, the toolkit includes a presentation. It includes information on Um, how to protect yourself from affinity fraud, um, how to investigate an investment opportunity before you invest, a checklist that investors should work themselves through before they make an investment, a budget worksheet so people can understand what they can, what they have and what they can afford to invest. And then there's information there about the transitional phases in a woman's life, uh, marriage, retirement, college-bound children, aging parents, and the unexpected. So it covers the full spectrum of ideas, concepts, and issues that a woman would face when making financial decisions.
0: Lynn and Nula, you both have women's outreach programs in your state. Can you please tell me about your programs? Well,
2: in 2016, and again this year, we conducted here in the state of Montana an investor education and financial literacy tour specifically for women. We invited, anybody could come, but About 98% of our attendees were women Um, in 2016 the events were called penny just like the coin penny a penny saved is a penny earned and this year we branded our tour money matters for Montana women. Um, We took both of the tours on the road in 2016 we did about 12 or 13 of them this year we went on the road for a full week and went to smaller communities underserved communities where nobody really reaches out to them. And we presented on topics such as budgeting, investing for retirement, divesting after retirement, social security and your options, taking risks, how to choose a financial uh, professional, and how to protect
0: yourself when investing. Now, Nula, can you tell us about the She Leads program in Georgia?
3: Yes, Georgia, She Leads is a grassroots program designed to educate Georgia women and to empower them to become more financially independent. It is a community-based workshop, it's free of charge, specifically designed for women. You know, It's a day of women having conversations with other women to raise awareness of the issues and challenges they face in securing, protecting, and even growing their wealth. So this financial education literacy outreach is designed to be both informal and educational and interactive. And the goal is to provide mentorship opportunities, network, as well as financial education resources. So between the months of May and November 2019, we've already had three programs. Uh, they were held throughout the states, uh, Atlanta, Tifton, and Columbus, and 705 women were served at those programs. And at those programs, we gather top women in finances from both local community talent and statewide talent. This allowed the, the She Leads to provide attendees with the top resources in various financial areas in that community to support critical financial topic areas. And it also provided opportunities uh, um, uh, for women attending, giving them exposure to the women who have achieved, achieved financial and economic success through investing, entrepreneurship, or other financial channels. And this exposure allowed the attendees to gain the confidence knowing that it is possible for a woman and that they can do it too.
0: Why do you think programs like NASA's in the States are extremely important?
1: One of the primary roles of securities regulators is to protect investors, and these programs assist and strengthen investor protection through education and awareness. They provide free, grassroots information and education, and I would encourage listeners to reach out to their own state securities regulator for more information. Well,
2: it's essential for women to invest. Um, If you don't invest, you're not going to keep up with the consumer price index. So women need to be investing. They need to be planning for their futures. They need to be educated on finances, as they will likely outlive their spouse. Statistics show that 80% of women will be alone for at least 10 years. And they need to protect themselves from fraud. Fraud is pervasive. It's everywhere. And by reaching out to this underserved population, we hope we handed them the tools to protect themselves.
3: Well, the lack of financial confidence in women begins with the, I guess, generational historical structure of the homes. Young girls or especially my generation were left out of the money conversation growing up, and instead these conversations tend to take place between sons and fathers. So as a result, you know, young women grow up to be women without having a strong basis in money, finances or investing. So this lack of financial basis leads to a lack of confidence in investing, but investing is a pillar of wealth generation. So the basics of managing money, you know, m- may be gender neutral and women are gaining economic clout, yet women still fa- face unique challenges when it comes to personal finance. Um, Georgia uh, was named in 2018 by Wallet Hub as one of the least financially savvy states in the country. And it also ranked number 32 for financial literacy and number 36 for savings. In the fall of 2008, we conducted our own investor education survey, uh, which was designed by um, uh, AFCPE and uh, the Investor Protection Trust. And um, in the survey, we surveyed 1,200 participants, but uh, there were some unique findings concerning women. So when asked the main reason why they haven't started saving for retirement, 33% of the respondents said they didn't know enough about savings and investing to feel comfortable doing that. Of that 33%, women comprised 53% of those responses. In that same survey, 30% of the women said that they had started saving for retirement, but then had to stop because the money was needed for other reasons. So our goal was to help women, helping women to understand how they can increase their wealth and and giving them the confidence to take action is imperative to uh, closing the gender wealth gap and supporting the ability for um, for women to be to financially provide for themselves, their families, and create generational wealth. Um, so we felt that she leads you know, it was designed to educate women of all ages on the importance of investing and money management, including achieving success and leadership as entrepreneurs. Uh, We found that women who attended these programs were very much interested in entrepreneurship and starting their own businesses. Um, It is through this kind of wealth generation that um, they will get financial freedom and, and financial flexibility. And we, we really felt strongly that this educational program involves, um, you know, with the interaction as you, when you're there, when you start to understand, you start to engage.
0: Where do you hope to see women's financial future in the next hundred years?
3: We have come
1: far, but obviously there is still work to be done. I hope my daughters and theirs help create a world where there are no gaps, ceilings, or disparities. Looking at how far we have come in the last 100 years, I am confident that the next 100 will witness additional and amazing progress.
2: Women have come a long way in the past century. Again, we, we were afforded the opportunity to vote exactly 100 years ago. We're holding higher level positions. We have become a force. For the, for the next century looking forward, I'd like to see more paid equality for women. We're not there yet. We're still about 78 $0.79 on the dollar to man. More opportunity for women and more financially educated women. That is my vision for the next 100 years.
3: So my hope is, I think I have two hopes. My hope is that the women's financial independence literacy will steer the direction of Georgia's economic future. My other hope is that in the future, the gender gap will close. The challenges uh, to gaining financial independence will not be so gender-specific so that these types of programs will speak to all Georgians, men and women from
0: all walks of life. And do you all have any final thoughts on this topic?
1: I want to thank you for the opportunity to talk about these issues. And thanks especially to all the women who have blazed the trail that led us to this milestone?
2: Well, I think financial literacy and investor protection are two topics that should be ingrained in people at a a very young age. I think it should be a required course in high school. Um, If it's not required in high school, at a minimum, some kind of uh, vocational technical training or entry-level courses in college for everyone, but especially women. Uh, Women have taken the lead in a lot of homes, but in many situations, they don't have the lead. So when they find themselves alone, they have no idea how to balance a checkbook, no idea how to put together a budget, and oftentimes no idea what the family finances are. So anything anybody can do to educate anybody, especially women, it's a win-win situation.
3: I am very pro-education, so the more information, the more resources that we can get out to women and men and men. Um, it's it it is much better. It gives them, it empowers them, it helps them to be, you know, financially secure in the future, to make the wise, you know, choices when it comes to money
0: management. Thank you so much for joining me today. For more information on Safe Investing, visit nasa.org.